I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, it's Fitz. And if you don't know who I am, here's a quick bio. Veteran sports journalist who writes, does TV, radio, and is a longtime podcaster. Also, I have stage four prostate cancer, so my doctors advise me to stay home during these COVID-19 concerns. So what am I doing with my time? I'm calling some of the many friends, athletes, coaches, and colleagues who have been part of my life during more than 30 years in journalism. Oh, and I'm hitting the record button. Welcome to my life and the Life of Fitz podcast. Johnny Kane spent nearly nine years working first in the Topeka and then the Kansas City markets before he took a job for Fox Sports Detroit, which also took him closer to his home in northwestern Ohio. During that time in Big 12 country, Kane grew from a young television reporter to an accomplished storyteller with a natural way in front of the camera. Those of us who got to know Johnny during his time in the region learned that he was the same fun, comfortable and undeniably likable guy off the camera as he was on. Kane does play-by-play, reports, and anchors coverage of Detroit's professional sports franchises, but he's most known for what he should be doing right now, serving as the field-level reporter for Detroit Tigers baseball broadcast. Well, baseball is shut down, and Johnny is currently left filling his time at home like so many other people in this new reality in which we live. Johnny is doing some home improvements and picking up a new hobby in this unexpected downtime, so I don't think he will mind this interruption because I'm about to call the one and only Mr. Johnny Kane. Mr. Johnny Kane. Yeah. What's the, up, man? The coolest name in TV. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. How you doing, my old friend? I'm good, man. It's, uh, actually in my basement, painting a fireplace, listening to John Prine. Nice. You know? Nice. That's yeah. what I like to call a nice little uh, casual Monday. <laughs> Just painting the fireplace. Just painting the <laughs> Why not? It's okay, man. What uh, is it like a, a brick fireplace now? Yeah, yep. What color are you going with? So, well, it's kind of like this, uh, kind of like a dingy cream, and so now we went white and gray, which I know is unoriginal, but no, it's not. Nice. It matches the color scheme in the rest of the house, so it's coming along. Now I just got to figure out a way to fire it up. Oh, it's one of those, huh? I mean, the, the aesthetics look good, but the practicality of warming the home, nice, not so much. Yeah, we have a gas fireplace that just doesn't do anything. You know, it, you yeah, know right. turn it on, it's, and it offers no heat. The ambiance kind of sucks, and I'm like, right, right. what is the purpose of this? <laughs> yeah, why do we, Like, I don't think that was what the 
you know, the original settlers, uh, you know, figured that we would just have it there. It's like, yeah, it looks nice. It looks nice. You know? We put a painting over it. It's, it's great. <laughs> exactly. It's great. Which I actually just hung a painting over mine. So. That's perfect. See, the the whole gray thing, I don't find offensive at all because my wife and I voted on new paint schemes for the outside of our house and two-tone gray won. Yes, we're going nice. two-tone gray with black, like, edging. It's going to be... Uh, the colorblind people in the neighborhood are going to think it's badass. <laughs> yeah. All right, what what, well, what I, colors are those? Oh, you can see all the colors. You've got that's on your spectrum. It's right there in front yeah. of you. No, that's good though, man. That's good. How, how old's your place? Uh, our house was built in '68, and so it's mid-century modern look, and we're trying to go that direction. But uh, we need new windows, and we priced those, and I thought, well, we. Need yeah. new windows now. I need a new job to pay for the windows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How the hell are windows that expensive, dude? I'm telling you, windows and cabinets, as I've come to find out. Yeah. If, if you have, if you have to get either one, and obviously a roof, but windows and cabinets would be, from a homeowner standpoint, it's like holy cow. I'm waiting for the hailstorm to get a new roof. Um, yeah. I haven't figured out how to pull off the cabinets were ruined by a hailstorm, but I'm I'm working on it. Out <laughs> <laughs> of boy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, they they priced out. We've got a pair of you know we get two double windows in the front, and they go, well, you you know you you probably want some pretty good windows there, and I'll be three thousand dollars installed. I'm like, oh really? Jeez. Oh really? Really? Do I get anything else for that? Yeah. Throw a hat in with it? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna flat out ask you for something really inappropriate for three thousand dollars, <laughs> Mister Man with the big fancy truck. No, you, that's where like you need to have a guy. That's why you need big families, and you got to have you know a mechanic in the family. I know a lawyer and a guy who does windows. You know what I mean? I, I know. I got a buddy who could do it, but he he went out and found a real job, and now he's useless to me. How selfish mm. of him! How selfish of him! <laughs> <laughs> My dad taught me how to fix everything with one tool. Uh, dated reference, but it's called the Yellow Pages. Right. The, the, the men in the Fitzgerald household were not exactly handy. I understand. So, no, uh, I understand. I'm trying, man. I'm. I'm. Uh, I think if you asked anybody who knows me, knows me, probably would say that they would be surprised to know that I was handy at all. But uh, but then once you get a place, like I said, I have this place here that I bought last September, and like you redo the whole thing, and you know you may not DIY it, you know to the to the T, but it does give you a little sense of uh, I don't know, like satisfaction of yeah, you know I could handle this stuff, you know I could do you know, know. to a degree. I know. know I'm about ready to dig in on some flooring, you know, lay in some. There you go. Tile, just there you go. You got to learn some skills here because it's too damn expensive not to learn them. I know, right? Especially when you're in the media, the high-paying media jobs that we have. Yeah, exactly. We are not, <laughs> not Jason Whitlock. Cash. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not Jason Whitlock or Stephen A. We're we're the the real world of media. Yeah, exactly. We're the we're the uh, what would you say? We are the the rule, not the exception. Yeah, it's exactly it. You got to be bored out of your mind with no baseball. You should be busy right yeah. now, man. No, I know, but you know what's crazy is I was actually last week. Uh, would have been my first trip to Kansas City for the season. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, I'll be honest. Somebody was asking me the other day, you know, and I, and I watched, you know, the shows that are on, like, you know, like I watched the 97 Masters the other day. They played it. Uh, and then, of course, they pl- played last year's Masters with Tiger. And, 
and we've been showing some of our jewel or marquee games on our network, you know, for like Tigers. Uh, anyway, so you, you can watch, you know, you watch some, even though you know what the outcome is, but uh, it's funny how, and you know, this as well as anybody is when your life is, or when you dictate your life uh, based on sports or a life, you know, around competition, you know, you never anticipate that's going to go away for that long. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you might absolutely. go, you know, hey, we got an all-star break. Okay, I'm going to get away from the game. Or, you know, we've got, uh, you know, the offseason started. We'll get back at it in two months or whatever it is. But then when all of a sudden it just comes screeching to a halt and then they say, well, there there aren't any games. You know, you we don't need you. <laughs> You're non-essential, you know, at this point. It's like uh, you do start to, you know, it's like, yeah, you can work on a house. But, I mean, what is your purpose? I mean, you really have to look in the mirror and say, wait, what in the world? You know, I wasn't, wasn't counting on this, but. So it's been wild, but you know, you just got to take it every minute as it comes. Yeah, it is a weird thing in our industry. Just the fact that we're public, people know us, they know who we are because of what we do, not because of who we are necessarily. Yeah. Uh, we become so closely tied to what we do and it just kind of becomes us. And it's honestly, Johnny, it's not that healthy. I mean, I, I like to think of myself more as a, a sports guy, but, uh, that's what 95% of the people out there know me as. And yeah, they don't know that uh, I'm an accomplished juggler and <laughs> that I cry it up every time I watch it. So there's a lot more to me than just torture. Oh, there are layers to fits. I mean, there's some depth there. Now, no, by, I, by I accomplished, mean, I mean three balls, and I, I can go like three or four reps without dropping one. So that's accomplished. Well, you should be working on it. You should be working on it to expand that to four balls. Uh, I never could figure it out. But yeah, no, that's, it's a great point. And I think about the athletes too, you know, and I've done a couple, uh, or, you know, we've done several interviews, you know, via zoom or Skype, you know, to, to get in touch with some of the players, but you know, they're all routine, uh, based, especially, you know, ball players, you know, but with baseball, it's, it's such a routine, uh, you know, when you show up and, and what you go through every day. So when somebody says, okay, go home and stick to your regiment, you know, you can say, okay, you know, I got it coach, but, you know, it's, it's, you know, vastly different and that's how people know them. Right. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. you know, a big league ball player, cause he's a big league ball player, you know, now all of a sudden, what are you supposed to do? You know, like some of the guys are back home. They said, I've never been, like I was talking to one of our relievers the other day. He said, I've never been in my home state during this month of the year. And I didn't realize how pretty it is, you know, like just little things. It's, it's like, crazy. cause you know, you never had it, you know, you never had that opportunity to be home. So everybody's going through it, man. It is bizarre. It's just bizarre. I mean, I'm. Uh, this podcast was a creation of this. I mean, I, I'm in a situation with my cancer. I can't really, you know, I'm, I'm probably okay, uh, but why take the chance? You know, right. why? No, absolutely. Why find out that no, you weren't okay? And <laughs> and aside from my cancer, I mean, I'm I'm obese and I'm not in great shape, so I I'd be an ideal candidate for an ICU just on my everyday life, let alone. <laughs> the coronavirus. So I'm not going to mess with that bastard. I'm just going to stay away. And, um, if I get it, it's going to be in my own damn house. Yeah. Good for you, man. I mean, seriously, it, it is, it, this is, somebody asked me the other day about, they were a little more cavalier about it all. You know, I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to change the way I live. And I said, this isn't like after nine 11, where we said, Hey, the terrorists aren't going to let us, you know, they're not going to impact my daily life that I'm never going to take the subway again, or I'm not going to, you know, fly on an air, aircraft. 
this is a totally different deal. I mean, this is not, it's not overreacting. It's just saying, like you said, you got to be smart and say, Hey, wait a minute, you know, I'm going to, as much as I can dictate the terms of, you know, when I'm going to go out or whatever it would be, you know what I mean? This isn't about, you know, scoffing at it and say, Hey, well, you know, I, I can handle it or I'll risk it. You know, it's like, no, you can't. Yeah. I mean, with nine 11, even though it was kind of a vague terrorist threat, we, we could lash out at someone at something and, and this, we're just kind of left figuring out what the hell to do with ourselves. <laughs> you know, the other part of it is like, so again, you know, we all have great purpose. And one of my friends the other day was just saying, and he's been, you know, at home, working from home for just a couple of weeks. And he's like, man, I'm already, you know, going nuts. And, and I get it. Like, I, I get it to a degree. And if you don't have a thousand house projects and you're not painting a basement and you're not juggling, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, I, I get it to where you could, you know, you could say, hey, you know, I'm going crazy. But if you're not taking this opportunity to, A, learn something new, like, you know, I just ordered a guitar and we'll see how well that goes. Oh, wow. But, cool. You know, I mean, little things like, like take this opportunity, like read the book that you always wanted to read or, or go through your archives or, or game notes or whatever that you had sitting in the box where you say one day when I retire, I'm going to go back through it, you know, like. You know, you should be able to fill time in your day. And it's not as if somebody says, you know, you can't have an existence. They're just saying, stay at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> stay at yeah. home. If you have to go out and get stuff, be smart about it. And, you know, eventually the carrot that dangles is that we will, you know, at some point down the line, could be 18 months or whatever, but we'll be in a football stadium again or a baseball stadium and, and we'll get back to it. It's like knowing that there is a light. And yes, it's it's far in the distance, but we're really not being asked to do too much. And when, in fact, we're being asked to do nothing, and just you know limit your complaining. You know, what I mean? you know, when asked to do nothing, I will step up and do that. <laughs> I, will, I will take care. I will answer that call every day of the week. I want to play the guitar. Um, you are more motivated than I am. I've never actually thought about ordering the guitar, probably because I'm married and she knows I'll never play the guitar. Yeah. So I don't want the grief of having the guitar because then you know what she'll do? She'll make me learn how to play the guitar. <laughs> it's a better dream than reality for me. Uh, I understand. Yeah, I. Yeah, and every time you look at it, yeah, it's it's going to be a point of conversation. Right. I also want to learn Spanish, uh, and the convergence of that, I would love to learn Spanish Latin guitar. So, and I'm serious wow. about that. I, I one of my favorite moments was uh, it had to have been when Kansas State played at Miami. I've been to South Beach a few times, but I think that was when it was, and we were sitting in a restaurant, and there was a a dude out there playing Spanish guitar and we're drinking, you know, fruity drinks like I do. And, uh, it doesn't take South beach for me to drink a fruity drink. I'm just <laughs> all in on that. And he's playing the Spanish guitar. And I'm like, this is the coolest freaking thing. This is just amazing. I, yeah, no, I mean, that's, but that's see, you know, there would be, we talk about the depth of the layers of fits, but that's a good thing. It's like some people would say, you know, I never knew that about you, but, if, like, through practice or whatever, people can accomplish certain things. Now, you know, you may not be able to dunk a basketball if you practiced every day for the next 18 months. Maybe. But what things size, like that. Like, what size goal are we talking here? <laughs> well, yeah, it'll be adjustable. But certain things like, you know, with an instrument or a language, all it really comes down to is putting the time into doing it. You know, so, again, that's not to sound all grandiose here, but 
you know, it's a, if, if you're given an opportunity right now that says, hey, you know, you're trying to find your purpose, you're trying to figure out, you know, what to keep you busy and you've done every puzzle in your house and you really have nothing else to do. You know, it's like put the time into, you know, learn the second language or whatever. Like, When would be a better time to to learn something where it takes hours? Like it just takes hours of practice. It's like, well. Now would be a good time to start. Well, according yeah. to Malcolm Gladwell, you're 10,000 hours away from being an expert guitar player. So you can start. Is that what it is? Yeah, 10,000 10, hours. That's what it takes to be outstanding in your given field. Really? I also feel like there there takes some skill there. Like, yeah, uh, I, I shot a lot of basketballs when I was young. I was never going to be an NBA guy if I put in 30,000 hours. That just right. wasn't going to happen. Fitz was not going to be the explosive <laughs> guy that could could change a game. I like to stand outside and shoot three-pointers and really not get preoccupied with defense and rebounding. <laughs> the, coaches, the coaches didn't like me very much for some reason, but it, it was I my game, and I stuck with my game. <laughs> exactly. No, that's funny, man. No, that's good. But that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things where we have our limitations, but. um... (laughs) I feel like you could be a good guitar player. I don't know why. And I feel like when you're getting ready to make your big uh, debut and they say, welcome to the stage, Johnny Kane. And people go, that's a freaking made up name if I've ever heard one. Yeah. No, so yeah, he was some struggling sportscaster a couple years back and he decided to cash it all in and. He paints on the side and he just jams. He just gigs every night now. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, it's, his real name is probably Paul Chubolowski. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, uh, it's kind of funny. Speaking of that, I I uh, did one of these with Michael Bishop earlier this week, and, and I had totally forgotten that he's first cousins with Jamie Foxx. Oh, wow. Yeah, and whose real name is Eric Bishop. He goes, he goes, it's so funny, though. You call him Jamie Foxx. To me, he's Eric. You know, it's just like. That is funny. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So uh, Paul Chubolowski. <laughs> that could now be your, like, uh, yeah. your burner account name. Well, yeah. When I'm checking into hotels on the road. <laughs> <laughs> we get an extra mini fridge sent out that Chubolowski. Yeah. How do you spell it? I oh, just spelled it out. Uh, yeah, you know, because when, when fans are going to the Detroit Tigers team hotel, they're not asking for their players. They're asking for <laughs> the field-level reporter. That's who they're after. They want a piece of that action. No doubt. No doubt. They just want me to sing a song in the streets, you know. <laughs> what is it like doing the Major League thing, man? I can't imagine the grind of that. People have asked me what I'd like to do. If I could do anything as a sports writer, um, you know, and they throw out Major League Baseball, and I'm going, that would probably be last because the grind is just unbelievable. Yeah, no, good question because I and, and nobody's apologizing for the guys, for the players or the coaches, but you know, when you when you get to know a lot of the guys that let's say they're career baseball guys, and most people are, I mean, you you become obsessed with the sport. And you know, most of the guys are like lifers, you know, you're baseball lifer. You play, you try to play as much as you can, and then you get into the coaching side or whatever. But it is when you play every day, or let's say you get 18, you know, whatever, 16 or 18 days off over you know, six months, there is no, you know, you can't have, uh, well, with respect to maybe starting pitchers, like you can't have a night where you're like, yeah, hey, I'm just going to go out and blow off some steam and not be sharp the next day because you got to play the next day. 
And, uh, you know, like a lot of us where it's like, man, I can't wait to get to the weekend. I had a rough work week. Okay. Well, imagine, you know, every time you step to the plate, you're in a, you know, you're in a slump. There is no, hey, let me go blow it off and try to come back tomorrow. Like, you just have to stay and work through it. So it, to me, the travel, uh, you, you live out of a suitcase, in, you know, the entire season. Uh, you play every day. It gets to a point where you say you have so much respect for these guys because they play twice as many games as all the other professional sports. You know, it's um, I enjoy it, but I don't have, a you know, I don't have a wife or children. And if I did, I could see where that might be, you know, a little bit of a strain, you know, if, if you weren't bringing them with you to certain cities. But it's uh, I, I love it. I love going to the park every day. It would be, I would say, you know, my favorite sport to cover. Um, but you know, I've been doing it for now five years here and, you know, ask me in another, you know, 10 years and there, you know, there will be like some people where you say, man, it's just, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to undertake, you yeah. know, but I still dig it, but it, it, it gave me such a great appreciation. Like I said, I, I know the guys are, are paid well, and, but they, it's, it's interesting because the old stories of, you know, back in the day you'd hear, you know, so, so, you know, they were going out late or, or whatever it was, I mean, it was just a different game. Nowadays you'd be surprised. I think most people would be surprised how locked in uh, and professional the guys take it uh, to where you come, you know, you ride the bus back after the game, you go to your hotel room and you bet it down. And then the next day you're at the park, you know, the guys get there way early. If it's a seven o'clock game, I'll see guys heading over, you know, one in the afternoon, you know, some guys before that just to get their work in. So, I mean, it's a full day, all day, every day for, you know, however many months out of the year. So, yeah, this has got to be so weird for you. What are your, what are your thoughts on these plans that are being floated? Now the latest is to have the grapefruit and cactus leagues and, and yeah. you guys would be in the grapefruit and the Royals would be in the cactus and wouldn't play each other, really. I think it's kind of cool if they could pull this off, but I also don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, again, there's so many scenarios out there and people are just trying to, you know, get as creative as possible to try to make it work and limit, obviously, exposure, travel. It would certainly change some things. We'd have the, I think the Tigers, we'd have the Pirates in our division, so that would be a you know, as far as, uh, and you know, at least having a team out there, we might be able to kick around a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, no knock on the, no knock on the Berg, but uh, let's I don't do know. it. Let's just say it. They're not very good. <laughs> well, not right now. Yeah. You know, but you know, the Tigers are obviously on the way back too. So, I, I look. I think it's interesting. Um, you know, once they were able to talk logistics, you know, and again, if you're playing, you know, not in front of fans it wouldn't have the same feel, but you would still have the game. And if, and if people say it's like, you know, you put lipstick on anything, if you strip it down and just play the game, you know, the baseball purists will appreciate it and they'll yeah. tune in to watch it because it's, it's just baseball. Now, will you have all the, you know, you still have the camera angles cause it would then be a, a TV driven sport, you know, even more than it is now, because if that's the only way to consume it. So you'd still have the camera angles. I think you'd still have the broadcasts, uh, you know, if you were watching it from home, I think it would still be fine. You just wouldn't have the cutaway shots of people in the stands. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have all the sidebar stuff. But from like baseball specific, the people that are purists and just want the, to see the games, you know, I think it can work. You know, long term, does it make sense? You know, who knows? But, you know, to get through this season, I think, you know, that might be that might be a way to go. This plan is stolen from someone who recommended it for the NCAA tournament, but I think if they have no fans, they should at least have one 
retiree assigned to be the fan for every team. Yeah, I saw that. So, like, that. you'd have, uh, you know, you'd have Chuck from Lakeland and Chuck's sure. is a, a retired auto worker from Detroit who now lives in Florida, and uh, he's your fan. So the cutaway shots would be him, like, sleeping. <laughs> Because he's 85 and he can't make it yeah. through nine innings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that could have some likes to it, you know. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I uh, I hope they get something in. We need something, man. I, yeah, I've yeah. been watching marble races, Johnny. <laughs> I saw one of those. I've been watching mar- marble races, man. I'm desperate, and I'm not one to go back and watch old sports where I know the outcome, unless yeah. it's something really near and dear to my heart. Like I watched the Kansas State Xavier, uh, uh, what was it, a Sweet Sixteen game that got K State in the lead eight, because oh, yeah. it was really cool. Because Frank Martin and and the other coaches, Brad Underwood, Matt Figured, and Delonte Hill, were all watching and live tweeting it. But so that's cool. I did that. But you know, you show me an old Masters, I'm like, I don't really want to watch the new Masters. I'm not a golf fan. You show me old anything where I know the outcome. I'm like, for me, sports is about the outcome, not about you know. I, right, I just right, don't, right. I'm just not into. That's another level of me. I'm not into the kind of thing that uh, into sports so much that I'm just going to sit around and watch anything, even though it's really dated. So. Yeah, no, I hear, yeah, and there's there's all across the spectrum. There are people that feel more like you, and then there are others that, you know, just give them anything. You know, ESPN, I guess, ran what that horse competition. Uh, oh yeah. You know, they had some former players like Chauncey Billups, obviously. You know, won a championship with the Pistons in '04, and he ended up winning his you know first round uh, contest against Trey Young from Atlanta. But you know, little things like that. I mean, if you said to somebody, would you? You know, if put in front of you, would you watch a horse competition? You know, and you're like, there's a a, a, a large number of sports fans who are like, absolutely, yeah. You know, because you know, what are the alternatives? So if you're just trying to get creative to put something out there, you know. So I, I hear what you're saying. I think you know, until we get to the actual games themselves, I think we just got to continue to tread water. I'm going to share this with you um, because I don't know. We might have three listeners to this podcast. I'm not sure. <laughs> But uh, I realized I had a real deep self-reflection moment while watching marble races um, that uh, not only do I find this entertaining, but I found myself rooting for Snowball, which was the all-white marble. And it struck me, holy shit, I'm racist to other marbles. (laughs) I didn't know that was possible to be like into only the white marble and you didn't like the red or the orange one or the... The one that looks like Jupiter or something, you only only cheering for Snowball. And I'm realizing, holy crap, I'm a total marble racist. <laughs> well, and that's got to be my upbringing. Yeah, it's got to be somehow. I, I well, like self-awareness, you know. Yeah, yeah well, you know. Maybe think, the more contests you see, the more marble races you'll see. Maybe you'll soften your stance. I know. Ironically, I think I'm good with people, but in the marbles, I, yeah. I wouldn't cheer for the white one. <laughs> it's just kind of an odd thing. Hey, it's Fitz. Let's hit the pause button right here and take a little break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're from Ohio. You went to the University of Ohio or Ohio University. Yeah, Ohio University. There's no uh, state in that one. Um, and you end up in Kansas. And you were in Topeka and then Kansas City for eight, nine years. A good run. Uh, yeah. What does this area of the country mean to Johnny King? Oh, man. Honestly, I always I always think in my mind of, you know, what, you know, what would it be like getting back or what would it take to get back or go back? Just because you have so many friends and, and uh, relationships and just even with the teams and the, uh, the athletes. I mean, I could go down the list, but it is it's it's like um, I feel like I've been fortunate because I wasn't actually from I mean, I was from the Midwest, but I wasn't from Kansas or Missouri yet you know, you spend a lot of your formative years, like early on in broadcasting out there and you get to experience so many great things that it, uh, I'll always say that Topeka, Kansas will always be my second home. And I still have friends who've lived there. So I, I do, uh, you know, infrequently, but I have, I have been able to get back, but, uh, you can't, you can't describe it, uh, as eloquently as you'd like, because you have to actually, experience it you know like you have to like you have to be out there for a little while and then be in other parts of the country and say man this place is special and i can i'm not just saying that because you know it wouldn't matter if we were doing this podcast you know based out of new york or anything i mean it's it truly is like the people of kansas and uh and when i was in kansas city there after Topeka, i mean it was i can't really uh i can't put it into words but it, it means a great deal to me and i've, I've always cherish those memories and i I've been going through here in my basement. I have so many boxes of memorabilia and all that. You just look at all the years, and uh, I just think, man, I don't know. It's just it was a great time of my life, and I wouldn't. I honestly, if I could change anything, I wouldn't. You know, I really wouldn't. I would. I would do it exactly the way I did. Yeah, it was a it was a cool run, and and uh, it was really good getting to know you. Even though you went on to bigger, better things, and I, <laughs> I, don't know about I, that. I lost your phone number. Um, <laughs> To DM you. Hey, what's your phone number, man? I, I threw away your phone number a long time ago. Uh, here's another secret uh, about Fitz that I'm oversharing with. Uh, I have most of my family's Michigan. That's that's where my people are. Oh, and, really? Uh, so my aunt and uncle are in Kalamazoo, and they are big Tiger fans. Nice. Tiger fans. So, and I remember one of my earliest memories was going to the old Tiger Stadium with them. Uh, to watch a baseball game. I don't remember who was playing. I remember we were in the left field line and someone hit a home run. Uh, I don't remember much of my childhood, I think, because I drank a lot in college. But <laughs> it, 
I do remember being at the old the old field yeah. and watching a game in the probably early seventies. So it's uh, oh yeah, that's a baseball cathedral, man. I, yeah, I, uh, we just we just recently re-aired the final game played <clears throat> at uh, the old Tiger Stadium. What year was that? Uh, Ninety nine. Oh, it lasted Michigan that long. and Trumbull. Yeah, it lasted that long. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, good memories. I, I love the state of Michigan and and. You know, Detroit's a little bit different, probably because it's the you know urban center of the state. But I th- yeah. I think people in Michigan are a lot like people in Kansas and Missouri, just good people, and uh, it, it's yeah, no it's a fun place to visit, especially in August when you don't want to be in Kansas because you'd like to breathe. <laughs> exactly. You'd, yeah, you like no, to Michigan be able to live. Summers, yeah, that's what everybody says about Michigan summers. You know, and, and, and very similar to Ohio, but you know, you you got out the winters because you know it's just going to be absolutely perfect. And I think Michigan's one of the most beautiful states in the country. Like when you actually get up to the Upper Peninsula or even Northern Michigan, Western Michigan, and here in Detroit has made such a renaissance, you know, such a turnaround. I I agree with you. And I think this is one of the – and obviously being here now for uh, more than five years, it's like this is a fabulous sports town. And you could kind of put your – you know, everybody's got their list of great sports towns and and uh, and there are some there are some good ones out there, but the fact that you have you know like here in Detroit with you know the Red Wings and Pistons now both play downtown, and the Pistons used to be up in Auburn Hills. So the Red Wings and Pistons share an arena, which is you know two blocks over from uh, the Tigers, which is a block and a half over from the Lions. So you have all four teams that are right here in downtown. So that kind of gives it a special you know what I mean, like a special mm-hmm. feel because it's just a different vibe, and people are so impassioned about you know, the Detroit sports teams. And as we know, you know, it's, it's been a little bit since, uh, you know, the lions have been great. You know, the Red Wings had a, their streak of like 25 straight years of making the playoffs. Now they're, you know, going through the rebuild. Tigers are going through the rebuild. You know, the Pistons are uh, coming off a playoff run last year, you know, and they'll try to get back next year, but it's, you know, it's like win or lose. Like you said, your, your folks that are, or your, uh, your uh, family members that are in Kalamazoo, you know, win or lose, they stay with their teams. You know what I mean? I mean, they really do. Like, they stay with you. Yeah, so that's been cool. Yeah, I'd like the Lions to get good uh, only because of Thanksgiving. Come on, guys. We're counting on you. (laughs) Really? America (laughs) needs you to do something here. Yeah. But uh, they'll get there. They'll get there. Yeah, I'd I'd love to. I love urban areas. I do. I've been watching The Wire, and uh, it's about the most unflattering depiction of an urban environment with Baltimore. And I remember I went to Baltimore for some conferences a few years. It's been a little while back, but I loved Baltimore. It was pre-riots, pre the second round of riots in Baltimore, but I loved it. I thought it was a really cool town. The people were great. Um, there's just something about an urban setting that is really cool, particularly if it's well done. I, I'd i love Kansas City to have a similar thing with that, but they're never going to move the Chiefs and Royals out, out from the, the burbs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's such a good setup. Yeah, it is a good setup. That's that's a, people have asked me to compare that in the past, and I say, you know, it's an event when you're going, you know, to the Truman Sports Complex. Like you know that you're locking in, so you're typically probably getting there early because you're going to tailgate. Like you're going to yeah. an event. You know, when you've got downtown ballparks, you've got all the other uh, amenities and things that are around, you know, surrounding it. So it could be, hey, let's bail and hit the 
this restaurant or go grab something to drink here or we'll go watch the rest of it over here. You don't have that when you go to the Truman Sports Complex. You're going, you're going to the game, you know. So they both, they're, you know, they both have some positives to it. But when you've only known one, then, of course, you always look at the other way and say, man, it'd be cooler, though, if we had this. Yeah, you know, and it's like, well, they both work. They both work. It's just a different, different game day experience. Yeah, tailgating is such a integral part of the sports world in Kansas City, and you can't really give that up. I'm not into tailgating. I mean, I'm not a guy that wants to sit around in a parking lot and get drunk. <laughs> Call me Mister Action, but I, I require more than that. Uh, but it's cool. I mean, people love doing it, and the environment of the Chiefs games of tailgating and barbecue and that's yeah. that's pretty incredible and you really just can't give that up it's part of the culture so i don't think they'll ever ever really move nah. so you leave kansas city and you head off uh closer to home take me through your next steps of your career at that point yeah so uh i stayed on through game seven of the 2014 world series when the royals lost <clears throat> to madison bumgarner and the giants oh thanks for bringing so that. i know man well i just remember you know, again, I, I had uh, I had been covering the Royals and the same with K-State, KU, and Chiefs and everybody else for, you know, parts of nine seasons. So, you know, it's a big chunk. And so I wasn't necessarily, you know, trying to sprint out of town, but I knew that uh, there were some other opportunities that, you know, were, would have been available if I wanted to get out of the local news specifics and focus more on uh, actually getting to the network side where you're just doing game coverage every day. So anyway, after uh, Game 7 of 2014, that's when things really picked up. And I thought that's as close as I'd ever come to covering a world champion. And, uh, you know, time means everything fits. So <laughs> I ended up leaving uh, in January of 2015. <clears throat> and I was offered a position here uh, with Fox Sports. And do you remember that? And this is just – I just bring this up because uh, – do you remember, like uh, – there was a clip that I that I did an interview with Paul Rudd after the wild card playoff game against the A's. Oh yeah, it, it ended up like picking up some steam because he talked about having a kegger at his mom's house. And yeah, I so it was this that. funny. Yeah. yeah, so the reason I bring that up is because the you know the people uh, here in Detroit saw that, and then so. Uh, you know, it wasn't like they saw that clip and they're, you know, hey, we need to hire that guy. But the fact that they had seen that and then placed a face with a name when uh, the position had opened to be, you know, sideline reporter for the Tigers and Red Wings and Pistons and whatnot. So that was just kind of funny how, you know, it's like anything else. You know, you just need a little bit of luck. And the fact that they had seen some of your work before sending, you know, your actual resume tape. So anyway, I started here in January 2015 and, um, of course, the Royals would go on to win the World Series the next year. And uh, <laughs> the Tigers had won like four straight division championships. Might have been five. And, uh, but, you know, they, they haven't since I've gotten here. But I'm not saying that's a common denominator, mm -hmm. Fitz. But, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, no, I, it, it worked out great. And uh, I am driveway to driveway 100 miles from uh, my hometown, like the house I grew up in. And it was never my – I shouldn't say never my intention, but I – you just can't, you go where the work takes you and you just trust that you're making the right decisions. And if you overthink everything, you're almost like paralyzed to make the wrong call, right? Same with like where you decide to go to college. Well, it impacts who you meet and 
and you know where your first job is going to be and then if, if you stay at your first job too long it's like man what if i would have left when i had this offer like you can't overthink it you just got to trust your gut right. and go with it Damn, and fully commit that's more malcolm gladwell right there that's blink that's his book <laughs> blink and i'm a big believer in it that it seems like every bad decision i made in life i knew it was bad i knew my gut i fought my gut and i overruled my gut instinct on it and every every mistake i made i can look back and go you know, I just didn't trust that inner voice. And that's what his, yeah. his book blinks about. And if you start trusting that inner voice and uh, we've walked away from a home purchase, building a home just because I had this strange feeling. We uh, just celebrated our 30th anniversary. And last year I was starting to plan our vacation to Hawaii. And I said, you know what, hon, we're going to do it this summer and not next summer because you just don't know what's going to happen. Well, wow. we wouldn't have gone. I mean, it would have been, we would have been wow. going in May and it would all be canceled now. So yeah, I'm a uh, big believer in that. So where in Ohio did you grow up? So it's a small town called Delta, which That's is a, just outside of Toledo. Yeah. It's like a, it's a village of 2,500 huh. people. We might be up to 3,000 now. We had wow. a couple steel plants move in when I was in the high school. Uh, so my mom still lives in my hometown. My dad lives a town over. Uh, my two of my three sisters live in my hometown. My other sister lives just outside of Toledo, which is, you know, maybe 25 minutes from our home. And then my brother's down in Columbus. So anyway, everybody is, is cool. there. And then as it would turn out, like I said, I, I, I wasn't necessarily saying, hey, I need to be home. I need to be close to home. But, you know, I was gone for like 14 years, I guess. And then uh, my brother and my sisters, everybody started having little people. And uh, so, like, you know, we ha I have five nieces and nephews that are under the age of two and a half. And then my one nephew is, you know, he's 15 now. But everybody else had started this, you know, this mad dash to having children. So now the fact that I get to be here for that, again, you can't, you can't, in your mind, you know, people will tell you it's like having your own children, right? When they say, oh, you know, you, you never know how great it's going to be. Well, sort of like when you become an uncle, you know, for the first time or for the sixth time now for me. Most people will say, oh, that's cool. But when you can relate to it, when you've actually experienced it, it's like, oh, my gosh. So, like, you know, for me being here to be around that and actually be able to go to, you know, birthday parties and that stuff has been great. Like, that was something that I never really counted on happening. I wasn't, you know, I just never thought it through. And now it's it's cool because I'm not just the estranged uncle where they're like, remember him? That's your Uncle Johnny, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And you know, now you actually get to be around it. So it's that's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. You know, one of my memories of Ohio is, and this would have been early in my marriage, we were up in Michigan and we drove to Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, the roller coaster capital of the world. Uh, oh, I've been, I've been many a time. Yeah, that place is badass. Um, it's the best. But uh, my wife and I almost killed each other on the trip <laughs> because this was pre-GPS and I had oh, no sense no. of direction. And uh, she's not exactly Magellan either. <laughs> so we really, it didn't go well. The day was great once we were there. Uh, I uh, enjoyed those roller coasters. And then we had to drive back in the dark. And that was a whole other experience. But no, uh, I don't know what made yeah. me think of Cedar Point. Uh, America's roller coast. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Ohio's a huge state. I mean, there's a lot going on yeah. in Ohio. So I wasn't sure if you were from up north. Which you are in yeah northwest corner. A, a lot of it's funny you say that because so me being from Ohio and being here in the thick of it in Michigan, you know we all know the Ohio State Michigan rivalry, and you know so that's what I grew up on. You know in my opinion it's the greatest rivalry in all sports and yada yada. So 
when you first get here and people say, wait, where are you from? And, <laughs> you know, it's like Ohio. And then they'll say, you know, outside of Cedar Point, you can have it. <laughs> like everybody loves, like there's a, there's a respect from Michiganders about Cedar Point, you know, That's but fun. beyond that, beyond that, it's like, you know, we, I don't even like driving in your state. It's like, okay, well, That's funny, man. enjoy the roller coasters, you know, there's something beautiful about that. Just deep down hatred. You uh, know? It's, it's a thing, man. I'm, I'm actually just finishing my second book here. I've been doing a little more reading, but I was reading Bo's lasting lessons about uh, Shem Beckler. And now I'm reading uh, War as they knew it, and it's just about the whole ten-year war with Woody and Bo. And again, that's the stuff that you know you grow wow. up with, you're hearing about it, and say, I, I just love reliving that. Yeah, reliving all that. That's uh, when I learned that it's bad to hit a player from the other team. That <laughs> <laughs> poor Clemson player. That's bad. They didn't see it coming. You know? Yeah, expect that old man to take a swing, but he did. <laughs> that's how they rolled back in my day. That's it, man. If you didn't like something, you just hit him. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll show him. Yeah, it uh, it really isn't advisable anymore. Ask Jim Levitt, who I don't even right. know if he actually did it, but he still paid the price for it. Right. I mean, no, it's a totally different the just the whole. I mean, heck, that could be a whole nother podcast. But just how the whole landscape yeah. of you know of all that stuff, what's what's permissible and what was what was tough love before hard coaching is now, you know, uh, completely unacceptable. So do you ever drive to Canada and just make fun of them for being Canadians? <laughs> no. I, I no. probably would. I didn't think about no. Canadians. I love Canada. No, we have a, we have a cottage up in uh, Long Lake, Ontario. We go fishing every year, which is supposed to be going third week in May. Uh, that's obviously off limits. But, no, I've, I've actually – we vacation in Canada every year and have been since, I think, 96. So I uh, – <laughs> They really need to protect their southern border better. <laughs> Johnny Kane's coming in. <laughs> He's coming in. He's coming in hot. Renowned well, fish smuggler. My dad does like to. Uh, it's my dad's place, so he always likes to. You know, as soon as we get above the border, he's always throwing in the A. You know, so it's like you know, hey, you know, gas price is pretty good around here, eh? I think I'm like, like Dad. He, he's like, it's like Dad. I think they know we're not from. What's your dad's name? Is it something cool too? Uh, Merrill. Oh, that sounds cool. Merrill Eugene. Yeah, he just turned 75 on uh, the 4th of March. So nice. That was big. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It. Uh, I just love that part of the country. I really do. I, you know, I'm not as well-traveled as I'd like to be. I, you know, sports takes you places, but that's different. You know that. You've been to every city that has a major league team probably by now, and mm-hmm. you just don't see the town. You're working. You go see the stadium, and you might see what's around your hotel, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think some of the memories you, you were talking about were you at, let's see I'm trying to think of uh, it was Salt Lake City right when this K State yeah. Xavier yep were you out there yeah yeah because I remember so I had the opportunity to go but Alex Weeble who Alex used to work yeah. uh, we worked together at KSNT sure. and so he was on the K State beat and I said you go on because I was with KU you know we just divvied it up and uh, so KU had been eliminated in case state of course had that brilliant run so he was out there in salt lake and i remember thinking in my mind man i'd never been to salt lake it'd be cool to go but i wasn't gonna you know say hey man pull you off the beat because he had covered him every step of the way salt lake uh, was beautiful but man yeah. trying to get a drink in that town oh uh, no it's man. tough yeah man it's better now uh it is better now but uh but yeah i mean for a while there 
you couldn't uh, see how did it work. You almost they had something where you had to. It was almost like you had to pay dues. Yeah, they had to, they had lifted you know, that right before we okay. got there, so you could just walk in and order a drink. But they had to mechanically measure every drink mm-hmm. to be only a one ounce pour, and mm-hmm. you could only have like you couldn't order a beer and a shot. You could have a beer and then a shot. But right, right, together. right. It was yep. just weird. I remember that. Yeah, it, that's still in play, I believe. I think you can have. Because we go there with the Pistons. Oh, yeah. Um, so we go to Salt Lake, uh, and I believe you can have one beer and then one liquor, like, shot at the same time. But you can't have, you know, like, you, you couldn't have, like, a little bit left in your beer and say, hey, I'll have another one. Like, you have to finish it. It was the strangest culture. It was it's such a beautiful place. but It's gorgeous. Um, I mean, you had the Latter-day Saints and how strict they are and – uh, then you had like this, this kind of like hippie ski culture going on too. Yeah, because Park City is not yeah, fun. It was just so strange. It was like you this doesn't add up to me at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, we've said, we've covered Salt Lake and Cedar Point. This podcast is <laughs> rocking. Somebody's sitting at home like, yeah, I'd like to go to both of those places actually. Hey, yeah. I'm an uncle too. I like to juggle. <laughs> I, need to, I need to get out the juggling balls, but they're at the office, and I can't go to the office. Oh, that's right. I'd said that. I admitted that publicly. I have juggling balls, which in it, a sentence in itself that sounds dirty, but it isn't. <laughs> Are they uh, more expensive than like uh, tennis balls? Well, yeah. See, the thing about juggling balls is they're intended to make it easy to learn because they're like – basically leather hacky sacks i mean they're you know they're perfectly round but they've got beads in them so they're kind of forgiving they don't bounce off your hand at all Um, i got so they're they're good to learn with um but yeah so it's good back in the day that was born of not a virus but of a summer when i needed more part-time work and i was just at home i think it was between my junior and senior years of high school or something and i was umpiring in the evening and uh you know we didn't have these fancy games we had pong Pong really, you know, use up much time playing Pong. So I just taught myself how to juggle. <laughs> I should have should have painted a damn fireplace. That's where. I'd <laughs> well, no, I think that's great, man. I I would uh, look. I'll be honest. I would pay to watch you juggle. That's. Uh, yeah, I have some vision issues now, so the juggling <laughs> isn't nearly as good as it used to be. Hmm. I mean, I used to be able to juggle off the wall, juggle. Bouncing off of things and behind the back, over the top. I used to do all that stuff. And now keeping three things up in the air is pretty much like my life. I'm not very good at it. Uh, <laughs> just kind of drop things here and there and just call it accomplished. I've accomplished it. <laughs> Johnny, man, I love you, brother. It's good to talk to you. You too, man. It's uh, good to catch up. I hope we get back to normal here real soon. I I need some baseball. I know you need some baseball. I know you probably need the income from some baseball. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't hurt. Yeah, that that just kind of sucks being in your position. But uh, forward we shall go, and we'll deal with you know. As you get older, you kind of learn. Whatever happens, you just take the most of it and and bend it to your favor and and go on with life. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, buddy. That's the that's just it, man. And uh, sometimes it's important to look at it from uh, you just understanding. You know, this isn't all about you know you being bummed out or me being bummed out or. You know, it's it's just like it's it's a much greater. Uh, it impacts so many different people, and yep. it's like if you and I can navigate our way through today, 
by catching up on the phone or whatever it is, or, you know, painting this or, you know, it's like, just take care of yourself, police your own backyard. You know what I mean? And yep. then eventually we can all get back to it and we can all say, Hey man, I, I won't take that for granted any ever again. Yeah. I look forward to yelling at the neighbors again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I look forward to that for you. Okay, brother. Good to talk to you, man. Okay, buddy. All right, Fitz. Love you, man. Hey, love all you. Right. Bye. What I'm learning is that each one of these interviews takes on a life of its own, and this chat with Johnny was a lot of fun. The guy is just tremendous, and Detroit sports fans are awfully lucky to have him covering their teams. Well, the cold has set in across the plains, and I got to tell you, this self-quarantine routine is a lot easier when the weather is warm, the air is fresh, and the sun is on my face. But that will soon return. And when this is all over, men over 45, please get to your doctor and get your PSA scored. It may help you beat prostate cancer. The good news for you is since I'm stage four, I'll probably be here at home calling my friends for a while longer. And I guess that's okay by me. Take care, everyone. I'll talk to you real soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.